Now, ESPN 580 Orlando's live, local, and loud. It is 6 o'clock, and we are live, local, and loud here on ESPN 580. Hanging out in the Victory Casino Cruises.com studios, home of the only legal sports book in Central Florida. We don't have a whole lot of time to work with, just an hour. Nikki Football here. Jerry Daniels is with me. Our All-Star Game coverage is coming up at 7 o'clock. You want to get in touch with us, you can. 844-225-5580. Text is 21232. Also on Twitter at ESPN580. Nick and at the Jerry Daniels. We'll talk All-Star Game. We will uh, recap that tremendous home run derby last night. I wasn't feeling the excitement going in. Fixed. Uh, but I really enjoyed... The format changes added so much to that home run it derby. Was it has it, ha- and I forgot how much it has done to that. The, the fact that it they've was good made last that change, year too. it was. Well, it's been good for the four years three, that they've made three, the change. Was it three is it four now? This was the oh, fourth year. I'm yeah, old. this was the fourth year, and I thought that it was tremendous. Kyle Schwarber was good, and Bryce Harper was better. We'll get into all of that. We'll talk about some of the news of the day. Of course, we start every single show with the top trending stories around Orlando. It is. Our Yingling Six Pack. The Yingling Six Pack. Because we know you like your Yingling cold. And your topics hot. It's the Yingling Six Pack. The six most talked about stories today. On live, local, and loud. And, of course, we don't want you to forget, what do you put your Yingling in? An Arctic cooler. We're going to be giving away an Arctic cooler on Friday. One of their uh, hard shell coolers with our Arctic cooler keyword of the week. That's coming up Friday during the Yingling Six Pack. Do not forget that. Spell Let's- Arctic again. R-T-I-C, cooler. Arctic cooler. R-T-I-C, coolers.com. One. All right, the number one trending story in Central Florida. This is hilarious. They're two of the top six. Is the all-star Bryce Harper performance last night, that suspicious win where he took home the home run derby trophy last night in Nationals Park over Cubs' Kyle Schwarber. Um, it is only the third time in uh, since 1985 in home run derbies where the home player has taken home the trophy. Fixed. It is not fixed. Come on, man. Come All on. Right. The balls are supposed to land before you throw the ball. His dad didn't care. His dad just kept throwing the damn ball. Nine home runs in 47 seconds, and the umpire clearly wasn't paying attention or didn't care because they wanted the home team to win. Here is Bryce Harper on the Derby win. Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, you know, I had nine right there in that last uh, that last break or whatever, and uh, I told Max, man, I got to hit nine more, and he goes, nah, you got to hit ten. And so, uh, you know, I knew I had the 30-second bonus time. Um, just tried to get in a roll right there, get in a groove. I fed off this freaking crowd. They were unbelievable. And, uh, you know, my dad got on a roll and, I mean, just hit the barrel the best he could, and we did it. And him finding the barrel, he did. Nine home runs on his final ten swings. It was incredible. It was like a video game watching him just pitch after pitch, home runs into right center field, into the bullpen out there uh, in Washington, D.C. It was quite a display between him uh, and Kyle Schwarber. It was was a ton of fun. Um, When we went into this yesterday, we were talking about getting juiced, whether it be the balls, the bats, or maybe steroids. I didn't know it was the fathers throwing the balls that were the ones we were going to have to monitor. You're making way too much of this. He's still got to hit the home runs. It didn't add a ton of time. I know. You and every other Twitter troll Does out there. Does his father have a neck? Do you know what Do you know what you are, Jerry? I, I figured this out today, okay? Do you know what you are? You're that NBA travel guy. That's who you are. You're, you're the guy that when a big play happens in the NBA, you're the guy that has to tweet, got away with the travel, though. Yeah. We well. hate you. We hate that guy. We don't want you to be that guy. Tonight is the 2018 Major League Baseball All-Star Game. It's the 89th edition. 
The most interesting part of this as it kicks off up there in Nationals Park again is that the record over 89 years? Oh, it's ridiculously close. It's tied. Yes. When I say ridiculously close, I mean tied. Um two times they ended in ties, speaking of tie, yes. and they've each won 43 games each. Yes. How does that work? 43-43 and 2 each side, but the AL is 17-3 and 1 the last 21 games. And the Nationals have the longest streak in history. Yes. Uh tonight's game the thing I'm looking forward to the most, of course, the league, not the team. It's going to be it's going to be the pitching because those guys just gas it because they know they're only in for yeah. one inning. That's when it's the most fun when you see these guys just mowing dudes down <laughs> left and right. Chris Sale being one of the liveliest arms in Major League Baseball, he's going to start for the American League. Him and Max Scherzer, they might after one inning have a combined six strikeouts. Three. Yeah, I'm looking forward to tonight. Are you going to watch? I will. I will a little bit, yeah. I mean, it's definitely better than what's coming on later in the week. All right. The number three trending story in all of Central Florida is this Wednesday, tomorrow. Orlando City will play in the U.S. Open Cup. They will do that against Motown Philly up there in Philadelphia. And then on Saturday, they are back in the MLS facing off against the Columbus Crew. For all of you depressed over their eight-streak loss uh, that James O'Connor got them out of this weekend with a win over Toronto, um, here's what you need to know. They're only four points out of the MLS playoffs. One win over Columbus puts them right back in the hunt. That astounded me. I had kind of stopped watching the standings because, well, I mean, they lost nine straight games, and I figured, <laughs> hey, you're out of it. But the fact is, the rest of the MLS, no one wins road games. Yeah. So since no one, basically everyone goes 500 in the league, and then there's ties, no one wins road games. Yeah, yeah. So them losing nine straight, and they also had played well. They had won six straight prior to that. They had a little bit of a cushion. Uh, the season is not over yet for Orlando City, and James O'Connor could be the guy who steps in here now and not only snaps the losing streak, but leads them to the playoffs still. That's some good PR for the new You know, skipper. I've been talking to some fans today. I actually went to lunch with someone affiliated with the club, and the energy around James O'Connor is exciting. Yeah, I've noticed that too. Yeah, I have. You're right. They, they, it's been very positive. They The fan base seems to be behind them. Of course, he's one of them was with the team in the USL Pro Days. Four. We're halfway through our Yingling six-pack. You can drink an ice-cold Yingling for free while gaming on Victory Casino Cruises. We will talk to Michael Matz tonight at 645, leading you into the 2018 89th edition of the Major League Baseball All-Star Game. The number four trending story in Central Florida is Kawhi Leonard is seriously considering participating in the USA Basketball National Team's minicamp in Las Vegas next week. Of course, you know who the coach for that is. Greg Popovich. So things must not be that bad with Pop. Oh, I the the immediate thought that I had is if I'm Greg Popovich, I don't let him come. I tell wow. him you're not welcome. I tell him we don't want you to play because you know what this does is this adds to the Kawhi's uh, to Kawhi's leverage here. If he shows he's healthy, I think more teams are going to try to come no, out no, of the no. woodwork. Pop wants him to play because if he plays well, the maybe trade they get more value the goes up. His for trade him. value will go up. Regardless, but I think that it actually helps Kawhi more than it hurts Kawhi to show up to this thing. And it all depends on the relationship between Pop and Kawhi. But uh, he wants to show, he wants to go because he wants to show he's healthy. This has nothing to do with the relationship between the two guys. He wants to show uh, that he's in basketball shape, that the injury isn't bothering him, and he's going to be ready to play basketball next year. One other note on Kawhi yesterday was the first day he was eligible to sign a five year, $221 million contract extension. Which, of course, he did not he sign. He didn't. And the fact that he didn't sign that tells us exactly all that we need to know. I think things are dead there in San Antonio, uh, and he's all but gone, either to the Lakers.
Lakers, or if you believe Brian Windhorst, who said today, Toronto, the leading team in his mind to get Kawhi Leonard, the Toronto Raptors. Five. Who had Toronto? The Dinos. No one. Kawhi. No one. Is Kawhi a kind of velociraptor? It sounds kind of like a velociraptor. Major He's League- built like one. <laughs> the Major League Baseball trade deadline is looming, and the biggest name, as we've discussed, is the Baltimore Orioles superstar Manny Machado. After three years of escalating arbitration results, apparently he is on his way out the door. The deal is apparently done already. Um, I had a lot of people telling me it was the Phillies leading into today, but sources now are saying it's the Dodgers. It's going to be one of the two. But I think now I've changed. It's the Dodgers. We're going to hear about the Dodgers tomorrow. So you know how Major League Baseball should do this. I had this idea I know. Last this hour. is awesome. I yeah. heard that part. So one of the big in vogue things right now are these gender reveal parties. We saw uh, Gordon Hayward do it last week where it turned out he was going to have his third daughter. And Gordon Hayward was pretty bummed out he was going to have a third daughter instead of his first son. Uh, what they should do is after the All-Star game, immediately after it, Manny Machado should stand at home plate and they should throw him one of those kind of hollow baseballs. That if you swing and hit, smoke comes out of, and it should be either blue Dodgers smoke or red Philly smoke to tell us where he's going and what the deal is. That would be a really cool thing. Six. Three-time Open champion says that of all of the majors, it is the Open Championship over there across the pond that sees the best opportunity for Tiger Woods. uh, To add to his 14 major victories, for those of you thinking maybe he's a little bit too old to take part, Actually, the Open is where older players have the most luck. Tom Watson and Greg Norman, both in their 50s, have come close to winning it. Of course, so has the Bear. That was my dramatic pause. And Tiger Woods said today on Golik and Wingo, Jack Nicholas is who you're talking about. On Golik and Wingo, Tiger said that he thinks that the course sets up well for him. I've struggled on slower greens throughout my entire career. It's one of the reasons why I I think I I really like the, the fact that this putter has grooves in it. Uh, so it does roll a little bit initially, a little bit faster and a little bit, uh, a little bit more true. It is a little bit hotter. And so for me, it's going to help on these greens for sure. So that is Tiger Woods. Uh, listen, I was all in on Tiger to win the U.S. Open. Uh, he bombed out, missed the cut on that. So I'm a little bit more... Uh, I'm a little more cautious going in on Tiger Woods, especially a difficult golf course up there. Carnoustie. Carnoustie's a really tough golf course. I'm hoping that he's in it, that he's competitive, and we get a good uh, open tournament coming up uh, later this week. That is the Yingling Six Pack, our six pack of trending stories here in Orlando. It's brought to you by our friends at Yingling, which you can drink for free uh, while gaming at Victory Casino Cruises. You can give them a call at 855-GO-VICTORY or online at VictoryCasinoCruises.com. Coming up next, we'll give you the Daily Rewind. We'll talk some All-Star game. We'll get into maybe a couple of rules Jerry Daniels would like to see changed for Major League Baseball. Scott Inez talked about that quite a bit and some other news and notes around sports. Michael Matz will join us at 645. It's live, local, and loud here on ESPN 580 Orlando. This is ESPN 580 Orlando's Live, Local, and Loud. Welcome back. Live, Local, and Loud here on ESPN 580 with Jerry Daniels. I'm Nick Grunowitz, Nicky Football. Hanging out in the Victory Casino Cruises.com studio, some of the only legal sports book in Central Florida. You can get in touch with the show at 844-225-5580. Text is 21232. Texter writes in, Kawhi hasn't signed the Supermax yet because it hasn't been offered by San Antonio. That is from Miss B. Uh, Miss B is right. It has not been offered yet by San Antonio. That's because the relationship between the Spurs and Kawhi <laughs> Leonard is not good enough for them to even offer it because if they offer it, Kawhi will take it. Kawhi will take the Supermax, and then he will say, all right, thanks. 
Now get me the hell out now of here. trade me. Right. As soon as we get to December 7th, yeah. because they'd have to wait till then, get me the hell out of there. Uh, did you see this story earlier today? Yeah, that would we'll work get... out in his favor. Yes, because he'd, he'd get the money. Yeah. He'd get the money. Uh, did you see the story earlier today? I know Scott Inez and I talked about it quite a bit, Jerry, about Mike Trout. Mike Trout and the Q score, one of baseball's biggest problems, and you and I have been chronicling the problems of baseball, whether it be the average balls put into play, the time of play, uh, that type of stuff. Um, I The fact that baseball is becoming more of a static sport than a dynamic sport, while the rest of sports are becoming more and more dynamic. Um, this article today in, I want to say the USA Today it was, by Dan Wolken, really did grab me when I came to the point of part about Mike Trout and him being, he is a transformational athlete, transformational talent in the sport of baseball. When it's all said and done, if he continues on the path that he's on, he'll be one of the, I don't know, three to five greatest baseball players of all time, depending on how you you judge that. The Q score. <laughs> when we talk about Q score, if you don't know what that is, the Q score for an athlete is basically how well do fans know you, do people know you, just the average American know you walking around on the street. So the higher the Q score, the better the better you're known for uh the better you're known in terms of an athlete. So the Q score for a guy like Mike Trout, or Mike Trout's Q score actually was twenty two. That's what it was. They went through it, it was twenty two, Mike Trout's Q score. If you need something to kind of compare that to, it would be in major it would be in the NBA, it'd be Kenneth Fareed. That's who it would be. Kenneth Fareed who's a backup power forward, an aging power forward in the league, kind of a blip on the radar in the NBA, played 14 minutes a game last year, was just salary dumped to the Nets. Baseball's big, best player, the guy who's set to be, he's, on, he's set to be one of the greatest of all time, is as well-known, one out of five Americans, based upon that score, know who Mike Trout is. He's as well-known as Kenneth Fareed among casual Americans, just Americans walking the streets here in the United States. He's Tim Duncan without the rings. No, he's not Tim Duncan without the rings. No. Would you know who Tim Duncan was if he had never made it to the finals? Yes, because the NBA does better to market its talent. Despite the fact that Tim did everything he could to hide. How well do we know Carl Malone? He had a personality. Carl, he was the trucker. He was the mailman. You know, I mean, no one drives a tractor trailer to work if they don't want anybody to know who they are. I think the, you know, I was going to say Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard's a bad example. He has a ring. He yeah. has a finals MVP. But um, I'll try to come up with a better cop here today. <laughs> um, but you go top to, I mean. California hates baseball. Listen, I mean, I when I when I think about bad NBA markets even, I mean, we all know who James Harden was before James Harden was an MVP. Yeah, the NBA just does OKC. the NBA just does a better job of marketing its talent, of making us aware. And part of that is the NBA Illuminati on Twitter. Like NBA Twitter just loves to brag about its sport. Baseball doesn't do that. Baseball's social media is more provincial than basketball's. Basketball is kind of all right, come on in, you can join the discussion. We're gonna tell you you're wrong, but let's talk about how great this sport is. And it's almost sickening to a point. Part like basketball problem, Twitter though, is almost it almost makes me vomit. Basketball Twitter. Wow. How much and they you love the Twitter. How, I know, but how much <laughs> they how 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 into their sport they are yeah. and how much they want to prop their sport up. Baseball Twitter is more numbers driven. It's more provincial. Yeah. 
If you disagree, they tell you not only why you're wrong, but that you don't understand the game and you shouldn't watch the game. Yeah. Um, They're almost soccer fans. It is. It's very difficult, yeah. I think, on social media to engage with baseball fans. It, it, it is, and I'm, I'm talking more, more in segments than it is for basketball, uh, or at least that's and my thought. The funny thought. thing is, is the analytics, in my opinion, mm-hmm. that have made boring baseball? baseball now. Yeah. Yeah, you think the analytics have hurt it, the sport, I think too. that's hit the spark. So, but I saw that today. I mean, frankly, 22 being that Q score, I mean, he's he's Kenneth Farid. And then as a follow-up, because, of course, the commissioner I, I, of baseball was asked about this. I a little bit over the top. Yeah, all right, you don't, you, you don't agree with the Nets literally. Okay, maybe maybe it's overstated a bit. But um, did you see what Rob Manfred said, the commissioner of baseball? Rob Manfred, basically, he put it on Mike Trout. He said Mike Trout's not a big deal because he doesn't want to be a big deal. Is he is he scapegoating Mike Trout there? Is he is he trying to save the reputation of baseball and the way they've handled their talent by saying Mike Trout's not interested in it? Or do you think that plays into it a bit? Well, Mike Trout does kind of. I mean, there's an argument that Albert Pujols, who is one one fourth of the player that Mike Trout is on the same time a team, is more famous. But look how I know his abilities are a factor. But look how Albert fell off the planet when he went to Los Angeles. Anybody in Anaheim just falls off the planet. I mean, I know you, the hockey's different, but the Ducks are the same way. If you're mm-hmm. in Anaheim, no one cares. Part part of it is the market. That doesn't seem to be a problem, though, for other sports. It does not seem to be a problem for specific positions in football, regardless of where they play. It doesn't seem to be a problem in the NBA, regardless of the market, because they're the best at this, and they're a soap opera sport, and, and, and we love that about it. Uh, hockey, I would say, falls into a very similar uh, arena to what I mean, you're talking Minnesota, about Minnesota, Milwaukee. I mean, have you heard? I mean, you and I know what's going on up there in Minnesota and Wisconsin. But have you heard much out of those crews since they've been up there? I mean, other than the fact that he wouldn't sign a renewal, have you heard anything out of uh, Minnesota? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, like I, I, we hear about Carl Anthony Towns and Andrew Wiggins and those, we, weekly. We hear from we hear from them every single day. I, I would say, and by the way, none of those guys are Mike Trout. This is the equivalent to LeBron James playing. For the um, the Lakers is a bad example, but LeBron for James, Cleveland. yeah, well, LeBron, exactly. All right, good point. There you go. LeBron's in Cleveland, and all of a sudden, yeah. wherever he goes, that becomes the epicenter of basketball. That should be the case with Mike Trout. And today, Rob Manfred basically said, "Well, I mean, it's because you don't really want to." Is that's a, the problem New York has with Aaron Judge? Aaron Judge is a lot like Mike Trout. It is. Did those players have a responsibility to the sport that maybe even if they aren't as comfortable yes. with it, you yes. think it is? Yes. That they should cooperate and say, no, even though my personality is more introverted, I'm going to try to be that guy and put the sport on my back? It also rests on the promotion companies they work with or the sponsors they have. You know and I know that Penny Hardaway was the same way. Yeah. So how you fix it? They well, came, they up, came with up with Penny. Penny. They did. So maybe Trout... Man, right now, someone call them up. Joe Boo. We need we need a mini. Well, we, we need Joe Boo. We can't do that. <laughs> Joe Boo needs to go away. Jason's on the line. Lines are open. 844-225-5580. How do you fix baseball? I know you can't fix me. And are you not on the toilet today, Jason? No, I'm not on the toilet today, Jerry. I was thinking post hummus stuff, but we're not talking about food or dead people, so we won't go there. But my my question is here. I love baseball. And I play with my kids. I coach my kids. The problem with baseball is just takes too long. Okay, that's just the bottom line. It's too long of a sport. It's four hours, five hours. You have to vote. They can't really speed that up. That's something I don't think you can really do to where you cut it down. That's like the bigger problem. 
when you guys talk about, on a side note, you're talking about Trout and, and players in Major League Baseball. You want to know what it is? It's winning. It's getting to the division championship. It's getting to the World Series. The same reason, hey, listen, Derek Jeter, I love Jeter. He was great. I grew up in New York when he played. But what do you know him for? Because he won championships. Yes, you know he was on the Yankees, but you saw him in postseason play. Mike Trout, when do you see him in postseason play? You don't. You don't see him in the World Series. Aaron Judge became a big man because he was in postseason play last year and was hitting dingers and hitting bombs. That's where you're making the break. Because there's too many regular season games, players get lost in the shuffle. I think Trout is great, but I'm a baseball fan. But he needs to get do it in the postseason. That's why he's missing in L.A. And I'm going to tell you, I got a question for you on basketball. When you guys asked about Kawhi Leonard, and I don't know if you know the difference or can give this as an answer. If he signs that max, isn't he harder to trade than he is if he doesn't sign it? That's my question. I want to know about that. Didn't mean to get off topic. Love yep. you guys. Talk to you later. Jason, that's a really good question. Would it be tougher for Kawhi Leonard to be traded if he signed the $219 million Supermax that he is now eligible for? Um... I don't think so because we find a way to somehow move all of these contracts. I, I don't. I, if, if Kawhi Leonard signed that and then immediately said, hey, I want to get out of here, come December 7th, you know, 17th or 7th or whatever it is, go ahead, move me, trade me, I don't want to be here anymore. Um, I Actually, you know what, Jason? I think it becomes easier to move because at that point he's locked in. When you trade for him, you know you have him for four and a half seasons because it would be around December. So you have the commitment. Part of the thing that's limiting the market right now is that Kawhi Leonard can leave after one season. So I think it would actually make it easier to trade him if you're San Antonio. Now, I don't know. I don't think that a no-trade clause would be in that Supermax. I'd have to check on that and kind of the 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 you know what the, the finer lines of the contract. But if he were to sign that now and say, hey, trade me, San Antonio, I think, gladly would, and they would ship him to Orlando. You want to be in L.A.? All right, we're going to have to wait four and a half years. That's why Kawhi Leonard's not going to sign it, because he he loses a little bit of control in this whole thing. But I actually think instead of there being two teams that are interested, or three, the L.A. Lakers, Philadelphia, and the Toronto Raptors, all of a sudden you get 10, 10 teams that might be interested. All of a sudden the Chicago Bulls are saying, well, we have them for four and a half years. We have a chance to try to kind of build around him, let's say. We're in control here. And for as much as the NBA is a player's league, when you have a guy under contract like that, you are in control. I think it would make it easier to trade him. 844-225-5580. Text is 21232. We're going to go back to the phone lines here and talk a little baseball with you uh, as we continue throughout the show. Uh, We will talk more uh, about that question of... Mike Trout's popularity, whether or not baseball is to blame here or the player has some sort of responsibility in that. Uh, and a whole lot more coming up. Michael Matz will join us at 645. You can get in touch with the show at 844-225-5580. Text 21232. It's live, local, and loud here on ESPN 580 Orlando. This is ESPN 580 Orlando's live, local, and loud. So it's SEC Media Week this week. Have you been watching any of this, Jerry? Yeah. Jimbo is full of crap. They all are. It's not just Jimbo. They all are. He uh, just seems more annoying than everybody else now. Jimbo? Yeah. Your feelings are hurt, aren't yes, they? Yes, they are. Bit? Your feelings are hurt? Yeah. Um, I enjoy... I hope he goes and his career dies So he signed Texas. that 10-year, $75 yes. million dollar deal, and they ask him, what's the timetable for winning? It's like... Does it matter? Well, I mean... 
I mean, they paid me. I mean, we got to win right now. They put a plaque up that says National Championship TBD on it. What's what, what's the timetable? I'm pretty sure if he doesn't win this year, yeah. I'm sorry, if he doesn't win in the first two years, that seat's going to start to get hot immediately. It's going to be well, immediate. Well, he kind of laid it out. He said it took three years in LSU and four in Florida. Four in Florida State. Eight, yeah, yeah they, don't, they don't care. He's in Texas now in the SEC. I know. Does he make it out alive? Here's who's that Texas Ranger? What was his name? Charles Bronson, right? No, it was uh, what's his name? Who was the Texas Ranger? The, the TV show the, Texas. Ranger, yeah, no, I know, blah, blah, blah. I know the TV what's his show. Name? The one who kicked everybody's butt. I only know the guy that played him in the movie. I'm sorry. <laughs> I only know that Army Hammer was the one that played played the Texas Ranger in the movie. I'm sorry. Or he was the lone. Who's that guy who me. kicked everybody's butt? And then when he got old, he got out of movies and they put him in the TV. It's about show. Walker Texas yeah, Ranger. Yeah, 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 yeah. Walker. Yeah. Oh, okay. Wasn't yeah. It Walker Texas. Walker Ranger? Texas Ranger. Yeah. He's gonna go Chuck, hunt him down. Chuck, Chuck Norris. That's it. Chuck Norris. You talking about Chuck, the Chuck Norris yes, jokes? Yes. And Chuck Norris when he. When he does push-ups, he's not actually pushing himself up with the earth down. Yes. Anyways, Chuck Norris is going to come get him if he so doesn't win a championship. My, my favorite thing about these media days, though, is that they just shuttle these coaches in for interview, you know, podium interview after podium interview after podium interview, and you get some of the best coach cliches. You get, you get all of them throughout, throughout these things. You know, uh, I tweeted out my list of my favorite ones that we, got, we get during these media days uh, today. My favorite one... Well, he's just a football player. How, how many? Okay, he's he's just a football player. My second one, of course, you hear this in the SEC. Well, there's just no easy games in this league. Third one, just no. How many times do you hear it? No easy games in this league. You got to compete 60 minutes every single week. There's no easy. We don't get a week off in this league. Uh, third one, it's a gem. We have to make plays to win. Damn straight. Damn straight. You I do. love the the skilled players got to play tough, and the tough players got to play skills. with skills. <laughs> got one more for you here. My other favorite. <laughs> Gonna take the season one game at a time. <laughs> Dan Mullen today spoke for twenty four minutes, and you know uh, I like Mullen. This is though. I like Mullen too. Whatever. <laughs> I listened twenty four minutes. I was waiting for him to say something of consequence. Shame on me. Shame on uh, me. How many years until? Jimbo doesn't have to have a Jameis question again. Oh, he got one yesterday, of yeah, course, about yeah, that, yeah, and yeah, I, he had yeah, a terrible yeah. answer. The answer is just I, I think he's tired. I, of well, that. I th- I, Jimbo's got to be in a situation where it's like I coached him, he played for me for, yeah. you know, I mean, he started for me for two years. Yeah. Now he's gone. Yeah. We went through all this crap at Florida State. I, I was, we were, <laughs> we were glad, kid. we were glad to him. see him he's go. He's a good kid. And by the way, how did Jimbo Fisher actually get more Southern? Was it positive? I know howdy. Well, he got the howdy going. <laughs> But he did. He got more Southern. My favorite thing is uh, the one of the blogs that covers Florida State. They actually put out, did you see this, an article about how two journalists, how to transcribe Jimbo Fisher <laughs> to try to help the SEC journalists. Okay, Jimbo Fisher's coming to your league, and and you need to know, you need to understand how to transcribe uh, this. I plan on being here for a long time. I plan on being here for a long time. Uh, I'm leaving in seven games. Yeah, I'm going to be gone <laughs> in two years. That's what it means. There it is. There it is. I plan on being here for a long time. Christmas tree is out on the curb. Not going to uh. be here that long. He's Jerry Daniels. I'm Nick Grunowitz. Nikki Football. This is live, local, and loud here on ESPN 5. 87 o'clock, Major League Baseball's All-Star Game. The uh, 89th annual All-Star Game coming up here on ESPN 5. Let's go to the phone lines. Jeff is in Pensacola. Jeff, you're up next here on Live, Local, and Loud. How you doing, Jeff? All right. Um, I think one thing that I would do, the play probably wouldn't like it, um, I would bring the steroid back to the game because 
That was when they were at their apex. I know that everybody wants the game clean, but when you have a clean game, pitchers dominate, and the ball's not put in play, and more players get injured. And I want to say, my trout to me, I like it more than the blonde game. In fact, I'll be honest, guys, I'm only going to watch the Magic game this year. I'd rather watch Major League Baseball playoff game than the NBA playoff. Thank God. Have a good night. You too, Jeff. And Major League Baseball wishes there were more fans like you that would watch more Major League Baseball than the NBA. That 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 being said... You don't need to... Inc- Why do people keep saying this, Jerry? Like, okay, well, to fix baseball, we have to let the steroids back in. You know, you can do it naturally. Like, you don't have to let steroids back into baseball. All you do is you outlaw the shift and you lower the mount. That's it. You do what the you do what the NFL has done. What Every rule change we see almost every offseason is done to help who? The offense. Major League Baseball just needs to take a page out of the NFL's book. No roughing up the wide receiver at the line of scrimmage. You can't hit the quarterback. You need to, you know, pass inter- you, you you put pass interference into play. All these different things to try to help the offense. All right, well, guess what? You can't have more than, how many would it be? One, two, three. Can't have more than three players on the right side of second base. There we go. I fixed shifts. You're welcome. <laughs> you know I love unrelated comparisons? I did one yesterday. We're going to lower the mound. Pitchers aren't throwing as hard. The ball comes out flatter. Hitters are, are, are creating more offense. You can fix the offense problem in baseball quite easily. The, They're not the, going to let them. The real problem for baseball, let me just one, one thing that a lot of people don't think about, and in fact, Anthony in Orlando, one of our great callers, called up earlier today and, and said this, and it was a thought that I, I had also thrown out there. Baseball's problem is that its two biggest problems, they don't coincide. You can't come up with one answer to fix both of them. It's offense, and it's time of game. As the offense rises, yeah. so does the time of game. But we want them to be, what would this be, inversely correlated? Is that what it be? <laughs> I have no idea. I'm, help me, somebody. I think I, that is a phrase, I can't, I can't ever come up. I always feel like an idiot here because I can't think of this. All right? But you want, of course, offense to go up and time of game to either stay the same or go down. It's not possible. For offense to go up, the time of game is going to go up. So while people are seeing more runs, they're going to complain, well, the game was like four and a half hours. Unless it's home runs and quick home runs. Sure. I'm sure try, and, and baseball has tried to help with that, of course, with pitch clocks and, and visits to the mound and all that. But they've only done as much as they can do, uh, I think, on that side. Their problem is, I think, is that as you get more offense, as you try to build some of that in, and I, they could easily fix it, the game times are going to get longer. You and I have to kind of admit, because the players are swearing by it at this point, that the baseballs are more lively than they've ever been before in the past. Now, that doesn't necessarily get a ball in play, but balls that have the altitude, we'll call them, seem to get the additional love or energy they need necessarily to get over the fence, which gives them the opportunity to hit a home run. But by all accounts, pitchers and batters alike – the balls are different than this year than they've ever been before. Yeah, now, last, that's year. Not conspiracy. last year and this year, they've said yeah. that the baseballs are different. They feel different. The seams are more raised or whatever. That They feel different, so right? So without adding conspiracy, could it just be Major League Baseball being smart finally and trying to do the things necessary to make the game quicker and more interesting? Texture writes into 21232. Those two things would be directly proportional. Thank you. I'm an idiot. 
Sorry, go ahead. But not necessarily Sorry, you're exclusive. trying to make a point. I'm not necessarily help. exclusive. So if they could figure out a way to make the balls move farther so that if you get a hit, it moves out of the possibility of it being, or if you could make more fouls, more home runs, uh, or more pop flies, home runs, then that's a way to kind of not extend the game but increase the runs. Uh, breaking down, I mean, decreasing the amount of foul balls is something. I just don't know how you. Do I don't that. know how do you do that. I don't. Either. I don't know how you do it either. Other than making the stadiums bigger, and you're just you're still going to have that problem. I don't. I just don't know how you do that. Do you cap the amount of fouls? That is something that has been floated. I don't think that works. I just don't. I, I don't. I mean, I've seen like nine. I know. Well, what Mookie Betts had the bat at bat of all at bats. <laughs> he was down 0-2, fought back 13 pitches, and hit a grand slam. And we knock baseball for being too long, right? But we love that. 844-225-5580. Text is 212-32. Let's go to John in Orange City. John, you're up next. You're on Live Local Now. What's up, John? Hey, guys. Uh, you made a good point there about limiting the foul balls. I know when I played Little League, uh, they had that the fourth foul, you were out. Um, help speed up the game, especially with little kids. I mean, come on, that takes really long. Um, but with Major League Baseball, I don't think you lower the mound. You already did that once. Um, I, I don't think you league or illegal the shift to where you can't do that because you know what? These are Major League Baseball players. If you can't hit against the shift when they put it on you, then that's your problem. You shouldn't probably shouldn't be in the Major League then. As an Oriole fan, Chris Davis just bugged the crap out of me when three guys are on the right side of, uh, on between second base and first base and the shortstop is playing closer to second base, why don't you just slap one down the third baseline? Show that you're actually a baseball player. That's, that would help a lot to get the shift to, to not be put on that. I, I, I get it, John, but what did we see the NBA do with the whole hack-a-shack thing? And that was only with players that couldn't hit their free throws. It was hurting the pace of the game. It was hurting the interest level and the flow of the game. So... They got rid of it. I I think that what Major League Baseball will eventually end up doing is making a change for that. They're I think they're going to outlaw the shifts at some point in time. They're going to end up doing that because it's for the greater good of the sport. But at my core as a sports fan, as a human being, John, I agree with you. Listen, you want to be paid millions of dollars? You, you're at the apex of your sport? Learn how to wait on the ball and knock it the other way. Michael Matt's coming up next. It's live, local, and loud here on ESPN 580 Orlando. This is ESPN 580 Orlando's live, local, and loud. Hey, welcome back. It's live, local, and loud here on ESPN 580. We're hanging out in the Victory Casino Cruises.com studio, some of the only legal sports book in Central Florida. You can get in touch, 844-225-5580. The text, 21232, the MLB All-Star Game right around the corner coming up at 7 o'clock here on ESPN 580. What do you say we catch up with our buddy Michael Matz? He's making America rich again, one wager at a time. Do you think we need one more? It's Michael Matz from Victory Casino Sportsbook. All right, we'll get one more. On live, local, and loud. And he joins us now as he always does. Michael Matz, what is up? what's going on, Michael? I'll tell you what's going on. I checked the Q score for live, local, and loud. It's very, very high, right where it needs to be. That's a good thing. Yeah, we're making Orlando sports radio great again. That's what we're doing here. 
<laughs> the other thing is I checked on uh, Walker, Texas Ranger, and Chuck Norris. <laughs> Did you know that when he crosses the street, it's the cars that check both ways? Oh, that's a good one. I like oh, that. That's a good one. Those are good, man. I, I always love looking at them. You know, they're, they're, they're pretty good. Thanks for bringing it, man. No question. The, the Chuck Norris references are among the greatest thing ever invented by comedians. Really, really cool. Always, uh, always the tough guy. My favorite one's probably the one with Liam Neeson, where uh, he says, "I will find you," and then Chuck Norris answers the phone. He goes, "And I will thank you and have a nice day, sir." Sorry about that. <laughs> Anyways, uh, talking to Michael Matz, he's the Victory Sportsbook Manager for Victory One and Two. The lines are out for winning the BCS, and I kind of wanted to go through this and some of them that are actually interesting to me. Let's open up though with our buddy. Jimbo Fisher out there in Texas. Texas A&M opens up at 18 to 1 and that's really not a good line given the strength of the SEC with Alabama, Georgia, uh, and who they have coming back, the strength they've shown in recent years. Auburn coming off a very good year uh, playing in a Big 6 game. Uh, they're three of the favorite teams. You know, Alabama checks in as the two to one favorite right now. Auburn at ten to one. Georgia seven to two. Uh, so to, to see how A and M has a path at eighteen to one um, doesn't make much sense. I, I think just based on the notoriety of Jimbo Fisher making the move to A and M may give that a very low price. We talk, I, I heard you talking about the length of time he may be there. Um, he'll need to be there for a while, and he certainly will have to uh, re-energize that roster with some talent uh, before they could seriously make a move. So at 18-1, to 1, uh, I don't see any value whatsoever on A&M. Uh, and given the drama surrounding all of that, uh, he'll have to do it pretty quickly, I think. Uh, when you take that kind of money and come in with that type of bravado that he has shown in his career, uh, they're going to have to turn it around pretty quickly, I think. So a and is probably one of those good teams to stay away from. Now, he has a 10-year deal, but if it gets hot over there, a buyout could be an option several years into this. My question for you is, does Jimbo Fisher last longer, or does Jeff Fisher get another head coaching job? What happens first? He gets yes. fired or Jeff Fisher gets an NFL yes. job? Probably a close line. If I had to guess just off the cuff, I would probably say that Jimbo Fisher lasts longer. If there's one thing I suspect Jimbo Fisher will do is he will go into Texas somewhere in the state and get a really good mobile quarterback and at least statistically and a little bit in the win-loss column uh, show a little bit of improvement. Is, is uh, the so person I, look a lot like Johnny Manziel, but it's his unknown first cousin, Jimmy Manziel? What do they call him, Billy? He called himself <laughs> Billy when he went to Vegas, right? He goes and gets Billy Manziel. He's wearing the, he's got the fake mustache like Bobby Valentine. Well, as A and M is an eighteen to one, where is his former home in Tallahassee? Oh, they're at fifteen to one, and I, I think they're a fairly interesting proposition. Uh, I like two other teams in the ACC. Miami is at 12-1, to 1, uh, and that's one of those teams, in my view, given what Mark Richt has done down there. Um, I see a lot of organization that maybe lacked under Al Golden. I see a little bit of upgrade in terms of the athleticism, and I think this is an exciting year for Miami. Uh, given those 
upgrades that uh, Mark Richt has made. I think if they can find a way to get by Florida State and get to Clemson in a championship game and uh, do well and win that game, 12-1 to might actually be a pretty good price to get them into the playoff. Uh, I like what they've done down there. Um, you know, looking at the other Florida teams, we talk about Florida State at 15-1. to um, They're in a transition. I, I don't love them this year, but I think Willie Taggart will get some athleticism. That's what he's known for. He knows the Florida uh, State relative to recruiting. I'm expecting Florida State to neutralize and slowly climb up the rankings. Uh, the the real intriguing one for me is Florida and Dan Mullen at twenty five to one. That's a pretty long price for a guy that wow. has a very good track record. Mississippi State got to number one two years ago uh, when they played Alabama. They were number one team in the country. Uh, I'm expecting Florida to be much better just from a calming influence that Dan Mullen can bring, his quarterback knowledge, uh, and solidifying a position where Florida, since the exit of Tim Tebow, has really struggled to find a trigger man. Uh, If he can get the quarterback position settled, they've got enough talent where I think they can be pretty competitive. It's an interesting year in the state of Florida. Uh, UCF will be 15-1. to A good part of their roster is coming back. So UCF is... Equal to FSU and better than Texas A&M. That tells you how nicely UCF has come together in the last four to five years. And given their current roster, what they came out of spring football with, I don't think those prices are out of line. If UCF were to play Florida State on a neutral field, probably be a pick'em game as we talked about it. Maybe UCF is a small favorite. Uh, that tells you how strong. Uh, UCF has built that program over time, how they've supported the program. They've done a miraculous job, in my view. And Josh Heupel, who's got that pedigree from Oklahoma, has created is walking into uh, what Scott Frost has created is a very dynamic offensive team uh, and a team that can score points on anybody, anytime, anywhere. And they, they proved that against Auburn in the bowl game. Um, I'll be very intrigued to see how UCF uh, comes into the year, and if they can maintain that offensive momentum, it can be a very exciting time. He is Michael Matt, Sportsbook Director over at Victory Casino Cruises. You can give him a call at 855-GO-VICTORY or a line at Victory Casino Cruises. You want to get out there. If you are on the boat, stop on by, say hi to Mike, and uh, he's always friendly. We'll uh, answer any questions you have. Mike, really do appreciate the time. Uh, we're going to enjoy the All-Star Game. I hope you do as well, and we will talk to you a little later this week. Looking forward to it. Enjoy the game, and uh, we're getting ready for British Open as well. We'll have the matchups up tomorrow morning for our patrons, uh, as well as the betting lines as well. Uh, and between World Cup and British Open, and we've got the futures betting, we've got a lot of action. So we invite everybody to come on down and see us. And you can do that at 855-GO-VICTORY or at VictoryCasinoCruises.com. Mike, we'll talk to you later this week. I'm looking forward to it. Have a great day. All right. Thanks to Michael Matz. Uh, that UCF thing, that's interesting. We're what talk I love about the most is, is that Frost's new home, 40-1. to 1. Is that right? All right. Well, we will talk about that tomorrow. The MLB All-Star Game is coming up next. Jerry and I will be back tomorrow. It'll be like we never left here on ESPN 580 Orlando. Go AL.